When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ. Great job on the new intro song. Got me smiling and ready to go from a text message on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Unknown Texas. So leave your name at the bottom. Yes, that's right. We're bringing the vibes here for a Tuesday morning, the 13th of June. Wow, we're nearly halfway through June already. That's what happens when you're having a little bit of fun. There's plenty of messages coming through in regards to our early chat. Earlier, a lot, earlier on in the morning, talking Super Rugby, we've got a message here. I love it. Stop talking, dribble dag. How many excuses could you make for those poachers? you still got all those All Blacks in your team, and they are big faves at the TAB. Maybe it's karma for all players, Crusaders. Poach from Landers, the Crusaders over. <laughs> so get all your excuses ready for Monday. Most of New Zealand will celebrate when the Blues win 9 p.m. Friday. <laughs> Yes, I will be ready. I've got my Crusaders blanket ready, full of armour. Well, if it doesn't happen, this arm will be coming off and you'll be hearing it all live here on ECNZ Monday morning. I cannot wait. Let's ready to rip in. A couple more we'll get to uh, a bit later on in the show. We've got a big hour coming up. We're going to be talking to, we're going to be talking some origin. And a bit later on in the show, we've got Casey Frank after 8 o'clock, and we've got Country Clueless. If you remember, if you're a day one listener, well, Bears and myself, we're very clueless living on our lifestyle blocks. Well, I've just got a horse, and I'm going to get a bit of help from Sims Davison. So looking forward to that. But right now, it's not time to talk some tennis, Kempe. Yeah, that's right. And we've been lucky enough to be joined on the lines this morning by Mike Venus at the French Open, uh, who was playing in the mixed doubles with Bianca Andrescu. Good morning, Michael. How are you this morning? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Hey, congratulations on making the final. How did the team up with Bianca um, come about? Yeah, it's actually uh, Christoph Lambert, who worked for Tennis New Zealand for probably the last four years or so. Uh, He finished at the end of last year and, um, uh, yeah, started coaching her full-time. And and so I made a joke with him at the end of last year saying, oh, you need to hook me up with – with her as, uh, you know, she'd be a great mixed doubles partner. And uh, so he said, yeah, I'll see what I can do. And, uh, yeah, it kind of went from there. But to be honest, I thought he was joking and messing with me um, until <laughs> probably the day before signing. I thought he was just pulling my leg. Mate, it, it came so close in that final. What was it like taking on your former teammate, Tim Putz? Yeah, I mean, it's always interesting when you play, uh, you know, someone you've played with for so long there's there's no uh there's no disguises out there you know exactly what the other one wants mm. to do and how they want to go about things so yeah it becomes a bit of a should, should I do what I normally do and he knows it or <laughs> should I uh go for something different and and see if he doesn't expect it so uh yeah no it's you know we're still good friends and, and we get on well so you know it was cool to share that court and, and kind of that moment with him uh although I wish the uh the result went the other way 
Mike, uh, you all know the crowd goes wild quite well. Uh, they, uh, they take a, a different view of sport. Uh, they did a story on your team up with Bianca and Rescue, and they were they were focusing on on you know the signals you give each other. So one of when one of you is serving and the one that stood at the front, they do the signals behind yep. the back, and one of them looked like they're giving you the bird upside down, and the other one was like the two fingers <laughs> upside down. We were trying to uh, so they, they did a whole story basically on you guys giving each other the bird. Uh, but what do those signals mean? Yeah, basically the first one is just telling uh, where where the person's going to serve and then the next one is kind of which way they're going to move at the net, if they're going to go left or right. Um, but, yeah, no, you can get uh, – yeah, you can you can get some interesting things from, uh, I guess, looking at it different ways. Oh, it's always one of the most fascinating things, particularly in baseball. And when – so, how, look, just, just going further on that, in baseball, they can say, nah, nah, I don't want to do that one. But for, for you, it's basically you've got to agree with it because, you know, is that, is that how it works? Is there a plan in place for why you're doing these sorts of things? No, so you can call them off. You can say no, and then they'll go they'll go to a different mm. one and that. But uh, I think the longer you play with someone, you've kind of got a, a good idea of what they like to do in certain situations and, and what they're comfortable with and kind of what the go-to is. So you, you kind of – you normally have a good idea on, on kind of what they're going to be wanting. Uh, but, yeah, no, you can you can end up running through a few different ones um, if you're not getting quite the one you want. Hey, Michael, you, so it's your second uh, final at Roland Garris. What do you think you performed so well on clay? Yeah, uh, you know, I think, well, the year I won it and, and obviously this year, they, they, it was both very hot, uh, both those years. So, uh, you know, the hotter conditions, it's a bit quicker through the air of the ball and it bounces up a bit higher, which kind of suits my game a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've had some had some good results here. Would have, in between those, some not so that would like better ones. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I feel like actually on the whole this year, uh, the clay, we actually had a really good, uh, season and, and kind of build up to the French Open was we were both uh, my doubles partner and I disappointed with kind of how Roland Garros ended up but on the whole you know I think we we're playing some good tennis and, and kind of now put that behind us and, and looking forward to Wimbledon. Well you got that partnership with Jamie Murray going mate obviously and uh, we know Murray's generally like grass uh, that seems to be going pretty well so uh, with the grass court <laughs> season upon us does that play into your strengths do you think you're pretty you guys pretty confident for Wimbledon? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, he's obviously had very good results on the grass and, you know, he's playing at home and, and normally has, uh, you know, good good fan turnout for him and, and support in that. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to get out there and, and play Wimbledon. We've got a few tournaments leading up. Uh, so we had our first session together out on the grass today and, you know, it felt good and, and we were kind of tweaking, working on the things that we think will uh, work well for us on the surface and that. Um, yeah, so, you know... From from today's account, it was a good start, and, and let's see what we can do from there. So you've obviously teamed up with Jamie Murray, but uh, Tim Putz has left you for his fellow countrymen. What was the go on there? Is, is this normal in, in doubles tennis? Are you constantly evolving and changing partners to for, for any reason? Yeah, to be, to be honest, it changes quite a bit. Um, mm. I think mm. uh, probably probably one of the big things is uh, you know, playing tennis as a youngster growing up and that you're always, I guess, you know, looking at singles and playing singles. So you're very, um, 
you know, you have a way that you like to go about doing things. Uh, so then to all of a sudden after, you know, 20 years or so, you know, change and, and you're working as a team and you got to really come together and, and, and do things together and, and practices and, and want to have the same idea of how to play and how to go about things. Uh, you know, it can become challenging at times and, and people have different views on it. Um, mm. and so, yeah, it, it becomes, a sometimes it becomes a bit tricky. Um, you know, trying to find that, that right sweet spot where you, you know, you both are comfortable, uh, agreeing on the same thing and, and how you want to go about it. Well, the way Izzy put that, I was, I was, I was about to start a conversation about who decides who gets the cat. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you, you know, you've been at this for a little while now. And we've seen some of, you know, the more um, uh, experienced players sort of start to look at the uh, which tournaments they play, which tournaments they don't. You know, we've seen Federer in the past skip clay court season altogether just to concentrate on grass. We've seen Nadal uh, do it the other way around, skip some hard court stuff to concentrate on clay. Uh, is that something that you will look at as your career uh, evolves? Uh, I think, I guess for me, the lucky bit with the doubles is I'm only covering half the court. So um, <laughs> don't have to, um, you know, take as much time and, and, and some of those things like uh, like those guys have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a matter of now. Uh, we'll see how many years, you know, the body kind of holds up and, and goes through. But, yeah, just try and maximise and, and get as much out of it as I can while uh, while I'm still enjoying playing. Hey, Michael, what about uh, Novak's 23 slams? Like, was it was it good? Were you there and able to watch it? Was it good to be a part of it? Yeah, so, I mean, I wasn't there for, um, you know, the final and, and that. But, yeah, I mean, it's incredible what, um, you know, he's he's been able to do and achieve um yeah it's i mean to go in with you know everyone's gunning for you each time and and you've got huge expectations on yourself and to be able to you know consistently perform well and and come out and uh yeah and be lifting that that trophy you know 23 times for for different grand slams it's uh it's pretty incredible Uh, can look at novak Djokovic. we all were hoping uh well predicting that Carlos Alcaraz will get through Joker and continue on. He obviously played him twice and played him once and and beaten him. But you look at the next crop coming through, tennis in the singles game, can anyone, like, and how much longer does Joker have left in him? He is obviously 36 years of age. Can he extend this lead over Fed and Nadal? I mean, I'd, I'd I'd say he's probably, I mean, you'd have to say he's got a few more in him. Uh, you know, he's won the first two, um, you know, this year. And, and did he win Aussie Open? I think he did. Um, mm. But anyway, he's, he's can he do the sweep? And, and, and he's playing well. Yeah. So I mean, if he if you're winning two in a year, I mean, you're kind of uh, yeah, you're obviously still playing at the peak, and and people are still chasing you. So um, yeah, I would I would say he's at least got a few more years. You know, at at kind of the top of the game. I'd say those youngsters are going to be. Uh, right there with him, uh, and and there'll be some great matches, uh, you know, coming up in the future and that. But I wouldn't be surprised if he put a, uh, you know, a few more on there also. Hey, Michael, just for just for the listeners, have you played um, Djokovic or have you played a Federer, um, any one of those 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 goats of tennis? And and, and if you have, what what was what was it like? Yeah, so I actually I played Novak uh, early on in uh, in doubles in Beijing, um, and. 
lost in a super tiebreaker. But you know, it was uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was very cool playing against them. Um, and just I guess you know, singles is a bit different than doubles. But just kind of seeing uh, you know how he, I mean, in terms of returns and and first serves and and just kind of how disciplined he was and and how little you know, free points and they give you and how precise they are with where they put the ball. It is, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable how there's no, no let up through the, the whole matches. Uh, Mike, just before we let you go, uh, Wimbledon, US to come, those surfaces, I think are probably more Novak than, uh, than the, than the players. We've seen that over the career. You're, what chance do you give them to have 25 by the time the end of the year comes around? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd say obviously he's the favourite for um, for Wimbledon, so mm. you'd you'd probably give him that one. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, with having three in in your pocket, and I think he made finals of U.S. Open last year. Um, you know, with the the confidence and and how well he's playing, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if he did did end up at twenty five at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, I think the other thing too, if he does win Wimbledon, it, you know, you're also trying to get the calendar Grand Slam, which is Hasn't been done for, oh, I think, quite a while. Um, so you know that that'll add some other other pressure to things also. So yeah, we'll just it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, it will be, mate. It will be. Hey, listen, I really appreciate your time, Michael. Best of luck for the grass court season. I hope to see uh, you and Jamie go deep at Wimbledon. A eh? go well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. Michael Venus there with us uh, on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. 17 past seven. And, yeah, what an experience that'd be, eh? Been, my, my Venus issues have been on the other side of the net from from uh, a guy like Joker. I know. You, you think about that, too, when, you, when you're sort of playing, you're playing against the best and you go, man, I wonder what it'd be like to play against that guy or, or be a part of it. And, um, you know, being on the other side of a racket up against, you know, the Joker against um, Nadal, that type of people, man, yeah, there'll be, it'll be a dream come true, wouldn't it, Izzy? Yeah, it would be unreal, mate. Just about to test yourself against the best in the world, but it's it's a different game, the doubles, isn't it? Like the the, the teamwork that's involved. You're covering up. You're up at the net. One's at the back covering the baseline, and it's um, yeah, a lot, lot involved. And that's what they say. Like you're obviously good at singles, but it doesn't mean you're good at doubles. And, you know, the different styles of play. And Michael Venus has found his calling now. And he's obviously got his part. It was interesting, I just, because, you know, like the the differences, you, you, like him and Tim Putz, they had a partnership going, Ricardo. And, you know, like they were starting to, to make some gains around the, the doubles world. But then it's obviously ended. So, like, it's personalities, everyone on the same page, all the politics that's involved that's behind it that we probably don't hear about uh, much. Well, I also think there's, uh, to, to an extent, there's, sometimes it's about opportunities, you know, mm. and, and how those opportunities look. And, you, you know, you go, yes, we're a, we're a team, but I've been given this opportunity to maybe go and play with this guy that's going to open this door for me. So, hey, this so is So who I'm was that, do. do you reckon? Is Jamie Murray probably... I don't, I don't know the doubles tennis world. Was Jamie Murray the better fit for Michael Venus? Yeah, I think so. I think I think he's a really good fit. And I talked to Mike when that uh, first got announced last year, at the end of last year, and uh, he said, "Yeah, he and he and Jamie have known each other for ages. They get on really well. Nice. Their families are close, you know. So uh, all of that stuff helps because you know it's not just the on court things that you know. That's what we see. That's what we think about." But it's the amount of time you spend practicing with each other, and you spend in the hotel with each other uh, on tour as well. So you know, there's probably ninety uh, percent of the time is 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 off court. So you got to get on with the person. 
uh, you know, to, to be able to uh, have that successful partnership on. Imagine court. having Curios as your partner. <laughs> <laughs> Well, off court. Imagine, is, imagine Israel Dag and Kyrgios as partners. I'm well behaved, Tony. Six months sober. No, six weeks. Six weeks. I'm feeling good. It feels yeah. like six months, though, doesn't your it? Count, your counting's it like does. my... It feels like yeah. six months, Your honestly. counting's like my reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's 20 past seven here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Off the back fences next. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, your real house of fragrance.